0: Good morning. Good morning. and welcome on this wonderful Trinity Sunday. Uh, I invite everyone at this time to please stand and join in singing hymn 362. Amen. be with you. you. Let us pray. Almighty and everlasting God, you have given to us your servants grace by the confession of a true faith to acknowledge the glory of your eternal trinity and in the power of your divine majesty to worship the unity. Keep us steadfast in this faith and worship and bring us at last to see you in your one and eternal glory, O Father, who with the Son and the Holy Spirit live and reign, one God forever and ever. Amen.
1: Please be seated. A reading from the book of Proverbs. Does not wisdom call, and does not understanding raise her voice? On the heights, beside the way, At the crossroads, she takes her stand. Beside the gates in front of the town and the entrance of the portal, she cries out, To you, O people, I call, and my cry is to all that live. The Lord created me at the beginning of his work, the first of his acts of long ago. Ages ago, I was set up at the first, before the beginning of the earth. When there there were no depths, I was brought forth when there were no springs abounding with water. Before the mountains I had been shaped, before the hills I was brought forth, when he had not yet made the earth and fields or the world's first bits of soil. When he established the heavens, I was there, when he drew a circle on the face of the deep, when he made firm the skies above, when he established the fountains of the deep, when he assigned to the sea its limit so that the waters may not transgress his command when he marked out the foundations of the earth then i was beside him like a master worker and i was daily his delight rejoicing before him always rejoicing in the inhabited world and delighting in the human race the word of the lord
0: thanks be to god
1: reading from Paul's letter to the church in Rome. Since we are justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have obtained access to this grace in which we stand, and we boast in our hope of sharing the glory of God. And not only that, we also boast in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance. And endurance produces character, and character produces hope. And hope does not disappoint us, because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit that has been given to us. The word of the Lord.
0: Thanks be to God. Our sequence hymn is 295, found in the blue hymnal. We'll sing the first and second verse prior to the reading of the gospel, the third verse after. So please stand and join with us in singing hymn 295. Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to John. Glory to you, Lord Christ. Jesus said to his disciples, I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. When the Spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all the truth. For he will not speak on his own, but will speak whatever he hears, and he will declare to you the things that are to come. He will glorify me, because he will take what is mine and declare it to you. All that the Father has is mine. For this reason I said that he will take what is mine and declare it to you. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, Amen. Please be seated. This morning we celebrate the Feast of the Holy Trinity, the doctrine about God that tells us that God is both Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, in essence, three entities yet, at the same time, truly one. And whenever you come to preach on this doctrine that that we are preaching on today, what I have discovered is that no matter what you say or how you describe it, you will always wind up in some form of heresy because the makeup and the person of god as we understand the fullness of him is truly a holy mystery but what i did discover while at yale after taking a course on the trinity the answer to the question what is the trinity is not a holy mystery just a little bit of advice (laughs) we need to describe it far more than that and yet here's one of the problems with talking about the holy trinity as we found in today's readings because if we focus on the readings for today what you begin to notice is that they're really not about a triune relationship of god but what they're about more so is focused on the holy spirit in that aspect of the trinity and there's a good reason for this the concept and the doctrine of the Trinity was not fully developed until sometime in the 4th century. When the synods of Nicaea came together and finally produced what we now know as the Nicene Creed. And so in Paul's day when writing about God had no language to discuss a concept of 3 in 1, 1 in 3. And so I have sat back looking at these readings and agree with Rob McCoy, in whose podcast this week said, these readings are more about the Holy Spirit than the relational aspects of God. And so as I thought about that, I said, you know what, if I were to put together my own readings for today, I would scrap all of them. My Old Testament reading would be from Genesis, right in the first and second chapter when God is about to create humanity you hear the words let us make them in our image male and female in our earliest writings of scripture right at that moment there is a concept that God is about a relationship and not about an entity of isolation That there is some form of cosmic working That creates the whole of who God is And if we focus on that aspect of God, then we have an opportunity to talk about God as a relational being and that allows us then to move into the understanding of who Jesus is because the person of Christ comes out of our understanding of the Trinity. Because as we look at the Gospels, what we realize is that Jesus, even though he came as God incarnate, did not work in isolation of the greater Godhead throughout the gospels we hear jesus going off to pray we hear right from his the day of his baptism in the des- in the at the river jordan move into going out in the desert for 40 days to literally be in communion with the godhead itself we hear jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane, pray to have this cup pass from him. But then what does he say? Not my will, but your will be done. Sometimes I wish that the word were slightly different because I think what Jesus was really saying is not my will, but our will be done. Jesus as fully divine and co-eternal with god with the holy spirit what i believe made him so fully divine is that he was in perfect unity in spiritual unity with god in the same way that adam and eve when they were created were created in the garden of eden to be in perfect union with god perfect relationship of one accord And until the day of the fall, that's what was happening in the Garden of Eden. They lived in a perfect relationship with God until that fateful moment when they were convinced to disobey and to sever that perfect relationship. This is why Paul, in his writings, refers to Jesus as the second Adam. He is the second person to be born in perfect relationship with God the Father whose thoughts, whose spirit, were in complete and total unity that had the relationship that we were designed to have from the beginning. That of a perfect and full and total relationship with God itself. It is that jesus holds onto this perfect relationship and does not vary not just to the moment of being nailed to a cross but into the nadir of death itself that is what you and i were designed to do in the very beginning that is what you and i failed to be able to do since the fall but it is what the Trinity has done for all eternity to remain in perfect harmony with itself. For a second reading this morning, I would have looked to Paul and his metaphor of the body. Now, earlier this morning, I acknowledged with Father Mead that any analogy of using the body to describe the Trinity is pushing us into a heresy that we call modalism giving each aspect a specific job or function within the trinity which again is a heretical statement but paul tells us that we the church are the body of christ and in his writings expand on that metaphor and reminds us that we are interrelated as members of the church just as the trinity is relational and interrelated and inseparable so are we who are baptized in the name of the holy spirit made members of the family of christ and a part of the body of christ paul deliberately uses this metaphor because it reminds us that even though the body is made up of its separate parts, it cannot function fully if any one part fails to function. Think about it for a second. How many of us have jammed up a toe, something that in everyday life feels somewhat insignificant and realize suddenly how much that holds us back in functioning. Although we are dependent for our life force on breathing and the pumping of blood through our bodies, what would happen if suddenly one of our intestines failed to function? If our pancreas or liver or kidneys failed to do their jobs? Life would not be sustainable for long even though our body has the ability at some level to compensate when another part of the body is off balance or not working let's be honest again if our feet and legs are not in alignment that throw our hips out of alignment it's not long until our back goes out of alignment and many of us know what back troubles come from that reality As I have often said to people who have chronic illnesses, how wonderful it is that science can give us medications to keep parts of the body functioning. But over time, our body, which I have often described as a great chemistry set, over time, we continue to go out of balance, even with the medications. And with chronic illnesses, what we see so often is for quite a while we can sustain life an equilibrium and then we hit a crisis and then we have to bring the equilibrium back and then we hit a crisis again and then we hit a li- bring the li- equilibrium back again by tinkering with medications and we have crises coming closer and closer together because without all parts of the body working together the body cannot sustain life itself for long The same holds true for the church itself. Each and every one of us, as Paul will tell you, is part of the body. We are its organs, we are its fingers, its eyes, its ears, its toes. And we as a body cannot function fully if every part is not doing its piece to sustain the body itself god has given each of us gifts and talents and abilities all designed to help the body of christ complete its mission in the world which is to reconcile all people to god and when we withhold those talents and abilities Other parts of the body of Christ will do what they can to compensate, but over time it cannot be sustained. We are called through our baptism not to live, not to work, or be in isolation, but we are called into relationship with each other as brothers and sisters in christ and as members of that body and like the god that we worship we are to be relational beings holding each other up taking on our role in recent years we have found that there has been a bit of a change of understanding in the church throughout the nation We have moved from the understanding of congregation as community and interrelationship, but what has often been referred to as chapel mentality in which it becomes a fee-for-service opportunity. So often we believe that stewardship ends with our checkbook or our wallet, when in truth stewardship begins by offering ourselves and our talents and gifts to the glory of God and in so doing making the body itself more efficient, more sustainable, and more vibrant. When we as people of God choose to enter into relationship with the community, when we as the people of God choose to give ourselves and offer up our talents to the glory of god then the body of christ has the opportunity to do its work in the world to reconcile all people to god by being a full and vital and vigorous conduit of god's transforming love to the world going to those who live in isolation in offering them relationship going to those who are alone and in despair an opportunity to experience the unconditional love of christ for themselves going out to the world who is in need of relationship offering the one relationship that creates that redeems and sustains amen on this trinity sunday please stand and join me in affirming our faith in the trinity through the nicene creed we believe in one god the father the almighty maker of heaven and earth of all that is seen and unseen we believe in one lord jesus christ the only son of god eternally begotten of the father We believe in one holy, Catholic, and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen.
2: I ask your prayers for God's people throughout the world, for our Bishop Nicholas, for this gathering, and for all ministers and people. Pray for the church. I ask your prayers for peace, for goodwill among nations, and for the well-being of all people. Pray for justice and peace. I ask your prayers for the poor, the sick, the hungry, the oppressed, and those in prison. Pray for those in any need or trouble. I ask your prayers for all who seek God or deeper knowledge of him. Pray that they may find and be found by him. I ask your prayers for the departed. Pray for those who have died. In our parish cycle of prayer, I ask your prayers for Anthony and Colleen Capeza. Chuck, Sherry, Liam, and Aidan Carberry, and Leo and Jean Carroll. In our diocesan cycle of prayer, I ask your prayers for Trinity Cranston, Trinity Newport, Trinity North North situate, and Holy Trinity Tiverton. Praise God for those in every generation in whom Christ has been honored, especially Sylvia Sylvia Brown, whom we remember today. Pray that we may have grace to glorify Christ in our own day.
0: I ask your prayers for all who live in the midst of danger and violence, especially those in the Ukraine. We pray for all refugees, and I ask your prayers for those who grieve due to the loss of family in mass shootings throughout this country. O Lord, our God, accept the fervent prayers of your people. In the multitude of your mercies, look with compassion upon us and all who turn to you for help. For you are gracious, O lover of souls. And to you we give glory, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, now and forever. the peace of the lord be always with you let us greet one another with a sign of christ's love for us Peace be with you Peace. peace please be seated i have a handful of announcements this morning uh first of all next week it's a big week for everybody. It's a big, even bigger week for Drake. It'll be his inaugural sermon here at St. Peter's. So I do encourage everyone come to hear what Drake might have to say next week. And uh, you can critique him afterwards. But please, don't bring any tomatoes or rotten vegetables. Uh, in your bulletins this morning, there is a card like this. Uh, With all sorts of announcements and dates on it. Please take this home with you You can leave the outer part if you wish if you didn't find it in your bulletin this morning There are more in the back of the church. That means an 8 o'clocker got there first. So um, Take this home. It also it has all the dates for our concert series coming up starting in July Also in the mail you should have gotten a um, letter in regards to that we are looking for patrons to help defray the cost of our um for the cost of the musicians, and if you know of any corporate people in the area whose organizations or corporations might want to sponsor our concerts for advertising, they're welcome to do so. That letter has all that information in it. On the flip side, there's a coffee hour coming up in two weeks. Um, I have thought about this long and hard, and I have realized that, you know what, nobody should have to spend A Saturday um, slaving over a hot oven to make baked goods. So we're gonna have an ice cream social. I've got I'm arranging with Brickley's to provide the ice cream. Um, The church will provide the fixings. All I will need is just somebody to help um, set up the table outside and we can all enjoy a bit of Brickley's ice cream under the shade or if it's raining in the parish hall after church. I can't think of a better way to celebrate our um, 153rd St. Peter's Day in Petron Patronal feast day than with Brickley's ice cream. So uh, please join me for that. And if there are people willing to help with setup and breakdown, I'd greatly appreciate knowing that as well. Our collection for UNICEF, we are not passing the plate as we have in past weeks, um, but the uh, basin is in the back of the church for those who wish to make a donation towards UNICEF for their work with. Um, the refugees and children of um, Ukraine to date we have raised just over $4,100 and a check will be sent just after the 26th to UNICEF with our end of it There's over $1,200 of giving online on behalf of the church. So thank you from myself the vestry and the wardens for supporting this fundraiser and offering the love of Christ through our dollars to those who are truly in need of our support And finally, if you missed Tuesday evening with Dr. Patricia Markham-Rissica, also known as Patty to us, uh, you missed a great evening, it is available on podcast. So please um, tune in to our Apple podcast or Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Um, Also available through the website as well. Yep, I'm looking at Ron back here. He's giving me the thumbs up to let me know that I'm accurate. Um, So that's available. Wonderful conversation. She rocked it, and so please take time to listen and hear what she has to say. Coming up on July 12th is Dr. Jean Miller, Ph.D. She's got a doctorate in nursing, was the head of the um, former dean of the College of Nursing at URI, and um, Wiker Chair of Thanatology. Does anyone know what Thanatology is? What is Thanatology? Yes, uh, it's
3: study of death and, and helping people when
0: they dying. Okay. So uh, can you say that louder? Because I could It's something with death and, study of death and helping people in, in death. And so hosp- basically a hospice care. Like hospice yeah. care. Yeah. So she's got a doctorate in thanatology or hospice care. And she's going to be speaking on dealing with stress in uncertain times. So it should be absolutely wonderful. Um, please come, make a date, bring friends. We had a great turnout last time. We'd love to keep that turnout going. So. Oh, one last announcement. People have asked asking me about the work on the Rose Window Um, at this point where it kind of looks like we're at a standstill. From our perspective, we are because the window has been stripped of paint. The rot has been removed, and that which remains has been fortified with epoxy. But there's a lot of big gaps in the woodwork around the window from the outside. And now we are working with another vendor who is carving the pieces to replace that which is missing. Once those are complete, uh, point builders will return. They will replace the missing parts. The um, mason will come in to seal up around the window and the rock, and then a final piece of uh, molding and um, flashing will be put in. And hopefully that window will be good and watertight. For another hundred and fifty six years at this point my math is way off because that is the original window to the original church So it is the one thing we carry with us from 1869 so If you have any questions, please look to the e net there are pictures of the decay And also we are always open to people making donations to the capital fund to help defray the cost it's turning out to be about a twenty five thousand dollar endeavor and and I keep telling the builders, you'd be rotted out too if you were 160 years old, so <laughs> and have a few cra- And also this week, uh, the Foley and Baker will be here to um, do the rewiring work on the organ, which, I, from what I can tell out of this ear, can't come too soon. Yeah. Uh, if you're so that's what we're hearing so um, you're not going crazy there is a high pitch running through the building that's what we're trying to correct and that's another twenty thousand dollar project so um, all these things that are going around so my father says it's only money (laughs) it's only money (laughs) on that note walk in love as christ loved us and gave himself for us an offering and sacrifice to god
3: Father almighty, creator of heaven and earth, for with your co-eternal Son and Holy Spirit, you are one God, one Lord, in trinity of persons and in unity of being. And we celebrate the one and equal glory of you, O Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Therefore we praise you, joining our voices with angels and archangels, and with all the company of heaven, who forever sing this hymn, proclaim the glory of your name. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the lord hosanna in the
0: highest holy and gracious father in your infinite love you made us for yourself and when we had fallen into sin and become subject to evil and death you in your mercy sent Jesus Christ, your only and eternal Son, to share our human nature, to live and die as one of us, to reconcile us to you, the God and Father of all. He stretched out his arms upon the cross and offered himself in obedience to your will, a perfect sacrifice for the whole world. On the night he was handed over to suffering and death, Our Lord Jesus Christ took bread, and when he'd given thanks to you, he broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, take, eat, this is my body which is given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. After supper, he took the cup of wine, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them and said, drink this, all of you this is my blood of the new covenant which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins whenever you drink it do this for the remembrance of me therefore we proclaim the mystery of faith christ has died christ is risen christ will come again we celebrate the memorial of our redemption o father in this sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving into the joy of your eternal kingdom all this we ask for your son jesus christ by him and with him and in him in the unity of the holy spirit all honor and glory is yours almighty father now and forever amen Amen. and now as our savior christ has taught us we are bold to say our father who art in heaven hallowed be thy name Therefore, let us keep the feast. Alleluia. The gifts of God for the people of God. Take them in remembrance that Christ died for you, and feed on him in your hearts by faith with thanksgiving. Right. <laughs> May God, the Holy Trinity, make you strong in faith and love, defend you on every side, and guide you in truth and peace. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be with you and remain with you always. Amen. Amen. Please stand and join together in singing hymn 366. Let us go forth into the world rejoicing in the power of the Spirit. Thanks.